0: Uh, for those who are new, uh, my name is Clem. Uh, I'll be hosting this morning. Uh, please carry on coming in and take your seat as speedily as you can. Thank you. Okay. A warm welcome to everyone. Uh, specifically, if you are here for the first time, uh, this morning we have a full-on program. Uh, Andrew will be, um, leading us into recognizing and praying for our deacons this morning. And Rob will be taking us, we'll be continuing our teaching series on, uh, Romans, titled therefore, uh, and he'll be looking at, uh, living life in the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. And we serve a God who speaks to us, so, um... If you sense that God is speaking to you, uh, in a way that uh, you know, either in prayer or verse, Bible verse, or how He has, how your week has been, and uh, what He has put in your heart, please come to the front, speak to myself and Andrew, and uh, we will pass you the microphone. So. You can share what the God has put into your heart uh, to encourage all of us. Um, And the reason we do ask to use the microphone is that everyone can hear what you have to share with us. So um, please feel free um, to listen and um, come and share what the God has put in your heart. And talking about that, can I just actually encourage us all as we come? We know perhaps we have a rotten week and uh, we don't know um, what is going on. We are really lost. Um, we don't know how we, feel, how we are feeling. But we, we know that God is our God. Whatever you are, our helper. Circumstance you are facing, God is our help, uh, our helper. And Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Uh, So he knows, he's ready to support us, to help us and see us through um, those challenges of life. And this morning our children will continue their activities downstairs and um, if you are new and you don't know where, which direction to go, um, Katie will be uh, guiding us and will let us know in time and please just to follow everybody usually is somewhere here on my right um so just to follow everyone so over to you katie thank you clem good morning everybody
1: if you are able and willing can i invite you to stand please we're going to start this morning singing my jesus my savior lord there is none like you Jesus my Savior. Jesus, we thank you for that promise that you are our comfort, you are our shelter. You are our tower of refuge and you are our strength for every day, for everything that we're facing, Lord, you are our strength. There's nothing that we have to do alone. There's no path that we have to walk alone, no struggle that we have to go through alone. we have that promise from you that you're with us in everything that we do. We thank you for that. We love you, Jesus.
2: So cheers. for me
1: Lift up our voices. Let's give our praises to God. time for our children to go downstairs to their groups as Clem mentioned earlier if you are new with us this morning and you're not sure where to go typically we exit by that door in the corner over there follow other parents and I'm sure they would be really happy to show you where you need to go of God.
2: i okay. For he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, Praise the Lord. For he alone. alone. My hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought.
3: Ki sa racondo he no mosti he na mahala boho ana mossura pitia he na bastia la per ano hola pondo asunto sti ana machedo o so di bah lebero to to haro borsto hondo ana mahara bai and the bora ona a massive hall of the hoisty and the boho and the bedendo hanamoso.
0: If anyone is listening, hear the voice of the Lord. He's whispering to us today, come. He's calling us, come. Because he loves us. He is the great and mighty one. He is worthy to be praised. We honor you, Father. We honor you, Lord Jesus. We honor you, Holy Spirit. And we listen to your voice. We want to hear you more. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Father God, draw near to us, we pray.
2: Just
3: to explain what that was for those perhaps you've never heard something like that before, uh, what I shared was uh, what's called a gift of tongues in the Bible. Uh, The Bible teaches us that we're shared publicly with them to wait for an interpretation And that's what Christine brought, a sense of uh, a revelation of what's on God's heart and that invitation to come. I just think it'd be good just to pause for a moment. We sung earlier, come and behold him. And for some of us, maybe we don't know him, Jesus, King Jesus, the one we've been singing about. For others of us, maybe we just need to Focus our eyes again on him, having been drawn to focus on so many other things through the business of life, through the pressures of life. And So I just want to, uh, us to create a, a pause for a moment and to invite you just to come to him. And you may need to lay things down or you may just need to fix your eyes afresh on God who is just, who's faithful, who's good, who we can trust totally. And absolutely so. We're just going to be quiet for a moment. Uh, Let's do that together. Father, thank you that you invite us to come. And you make the way for us to come through Jesus. That's amazing in itself. You don't just issue the invitation. You make the way that any man, woman, child, anyone on the face of this earth can come to you through Christ, your son, whose birth we're celebrating in this season. And Lord, we want to just calm. We want to fix our eyes afresh on Jesus, author and perfecter of our faith. We want to cast away outside all those other things which can just make us so busy and make life so crowded. And we want to give ourselves to you. Say, Lord, our heart's desire is to know you more. come and minister to us by your spirit today thank you for your doing already amongst us we welcome your spirit draw us to the Father Spirit of God remind us who we are bring peace to those who feel troubled or anxious bring grace to those whose circumstances are challenging Oh, come Spirit of God Bring freedom to those who feel like they're captive. Thank you, Father. We trust you, Lord. We give ourselves to you. Say, Lord, it's not about us, it's about you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen? Amen. Um, Do you want to take seats, please? That would be great. So something there which uh, you felt god was just speaking to you about and you'd like someone to pray with you after the meeting can i encourage you sort of make a mental note tie a knot in your hanky or whatever else you do to remind yourself and come uh, and grab somebody at the end of the meeting and ask them to pray with you you can come to the front or to somebody sitting next to you uh, for the father wants to minister to us today and uh, so let's receive him and welcome him um Hi, my name's Andrew. I'm one of the leaders here. And uh, if we've not met, it's uh, great to have you here this morning. Um, this morning, we're doing something a bit unusual for us. It's the first time we've done this, probably in a couple of decades. And I'm not sure when it was done last, we did it quite in this way anyway. Uh, most of us won't remember what happened, so it's fine. Um, but this morning, we want to uh, pray in, we want to recognize and pray in some deacons in the life of Harvest Church. Now, uh, if you're not sure what a deacon is, uh, we did send out after the church meeting a note with uh, this leaflet attached all about deacons. Uh, this leaflet's also on the table over by the door, so you can pick one up afterwards. But uh, deacons is a leadership role in the church. We find the word in the Bible. Literally, it means servant. And uh, uh, it's people who clearly carried a leadership responsibility in the life of the church, working with the elders. Um, To uh, make sure the church are well led, well cared for, supported, etc., and um, it's a role we feel we want to re-establish in Harvest Church. As I say, we've not had deacons in the church for fifteen plus, maybe twenty plus years, something like that. Um, And so we want to recognise and pray for five particular people today. Unfortunately, two of them are actually ill, so we're actually going to only recognise three of them. Uh, But just to tell you, Tom and Fiona would be the other. Uh, Two people we'd be praying for today were it not for the fact that they've had COVID and they're still uh, recovering from COVID. Uh, But Chris Ellis, uh, Katie Ward, John Sage, could you just come out to the front and join me here? Um, We're going to uh, lay hands on these people, by the way. That's a nice thing when you lay hands on someone. And uh, we're going to pray for them and bless them. Um, uh, You can read more about them in the leaflets. I'm not going to try and say too much now. Um, But. what I think would be really good is actually if we as a church gathered around them. So, do you want to spread out good gaps, big, big gaps between you? And why don't we get out of our seats and gather around these folks and pray for them and bless them? I just want to say, as you start to do that, great, yeah, please start coming. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be recognized as deacons in our church. Thank you for all you're going to do and you're doing. And uh, we're now going to pray God's richest blessing on you guys so go for it folks just to say if you can't get out your seat don't worry why don't you pray for tom and fiona or you can pray from a distance for any of these folks as well Father, we want to say we're thrilled to have uh, these three folk, plus Tom and Fiona, being recognized as deacons in our church. And we pray now for your anointing to rest on them, to give them wisdom and understanding, to help them to serve and to lead, to so carry and exercise authority as appropriate. We pray your blessing on each and every one of them. The Lord bless you with his Holy Spirit who will guide you and empower you to serve and bless this church. The Lord bless you with grace for each and every situation you face and wisdom to know his heart and his desire as you uh, serve and love and care for this church, the Lord give you uh, great peace, peace which passes all understanding. That as you serve and as you uh, care for this church, you will walk in the paths of peace and righteousness for Jesus' glory and honor. God bless you and thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, folks, for coming out and praying for them. If you felt God stirring something in your heart for them, maybe a word of encouragement, can I ask you? drop them a message, an email, a text, whatever, scribble on the back of an envelope, and uh, let them have that. It's such a precious and important thing to do. Um, Finally, Rob's going to be coming to preach in just a moment. Before he does so, I'm aware that last Sunday we uh, shared about Nathan having just been uh, literally rushed into hospital a couple of hours earlier than our meeting started. I guess most of us are aware of what's happened over the following days because we have put stuff out on the uh, Harvest Church Family Facebook, and if you're not on it, we can put you on there. But just to say, thank you so much for your prayers for him. He came out of hospital uh, Tuesday evening, uh, having had, I think, a tough whatever it was, 72 hours. Uh, he's doing well. Uh, the doctors uh, seem to have settled on an infection of the outer muscle of the heart as to the cause of the chest pains he was going uh, through at the time when he went into hospital. And uh, he's slowly recovering at home. Jules and the boys are out there. It's lovely to see you. Um, uh, Nathan's resting at home. And uh, hopefully, as he regains strength, we'll start to see a little bit of him. But uh, probably this next week, he's going to be on extremely light, if any, duties at all. So uh, if you need to get hold of uh, an elder, I suggest try and get hold of myself, Rob, or Sean. But uh, don't try and get hold of Nathan, please. Okay, thank you. And thank you so much for praying for him, Rob.
4: Thank you, Andrew. We've been praying for the uh, deacons. Please continue to hold them up in your prayers, not just this week, but as we go forwards, because uh, we know what the enemy is like, and we'll sort of try to interrupt and interfere with what they're wanting to do for him. So continue to hold them in prayer that they will actually be able to be victorious in all that they do. My name is Rob, I'm part of the leadership team here, here. and uh, today I want to just look at living in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to focus on Romans chapter 8 this morning, written by Paul, through the power of the Holy Spirit. But before we delve into this topic, we need to first consider why and how Paul was able to write in such amazing detail and with such an exceptional knowledge of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And when we read the letters which Paul wrote, and they're all there in the, in the Bible for us to read, we have begin to recognize the incredible understanding he had of God. And that's why he was able to explain and teach in such an amazing way, to teach the truth. And we can easily forget who he was as a young man, because he wasn't somebody who was following God as close as he thought he was, how he behaved towards members of the early church. And God intervened in his life to take him through a deep and a personal experience so that Paul was able to see and accept the truth about Jesus. And God's purpose was that through his relationship with Paul, the world, the whole world, would have the opportunity to understand how to have a relationship with God and how to live a life in his power. Not just for a few weeks, months, or years, but for eternity. So in the book of Acts, we first see the same man, Paul, breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. Paul locked on as Stephen... Book of Acts says, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit was stoned to death because he preached to Jews about the risen Christ. And then Paul had a powerful experience of God as he was traveling to Damascus to seek out other Christians, and Paul was totally transformed. Acts chapter 9 says, on his way, Saul fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. So Paul was blinded for three days, and then Ananias was sent by God to lay hands on Saul. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up, he was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. At once, at once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God, and all those who heard him were astonished. Paul's life was completely overturned by the power of the Holy Spirit. He could no longer deny his Lord. And at once, at once, he wanted to tell everyone about Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit revealed himself to Paul and then revealed to him the complete truth about God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, when we come to read passages such as those in Romans, we may struggle sometimes to understand Paul's teaching because it is so deep and so complex. But let's never forget that Paul had received that amazing revelation from our wonderful Father. And, of course, God is by far more complex and complicated than anyone on earth. So we do need to spend time reading and studying this wonderful letter and asking God to explain it to us to enable us to use it to continue to understand the incredible truth about God. Let's just turn to Romans chapter 8. If you have a Bible with you, by all means turn to Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read a few verses from chapter 8 as we consider living in the Spirit. So starting at verse 1, And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. And just moving down to verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. By whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, That we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So let's just break down what Paul is is teaching us here. He says there are two laws in verse 1. The first is the law of the Spirit. The second is the law of sin and death. And no matter how hard people tried keeping the incredible detail of the law given to the people of Israel that had been handed down from generation to generation, they found it impossible. They couldn't keep the law. Maybe sometimes because they forgot, although they were taught the law from an early age, Sometimes maybe because they found it too difficult. And maybe sometimes because they just gave up. So God instituted sin offerings so that people could be purified and made clean if they had not kept the law. But still, the law failed due to people's weaknesses or their lack of desire to follow God's law. And so God, in his grace, provided a solution, the solution. Verse 3 tells us that God sent his own son Jesus in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. He had never sinned. Jesus had never sinned, but he took the place that we deserved. So that leaves us with a choice. Option A, shall we live by the flesh and set our minds and hearts on what the flesh desires? Or option B, shall we live our lives filled with the Holy Spirit and have our minds set on what the Spirit desires, what God desires? That is the basic choice we have. We can't do both. And sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we're almost trying to do both. Hallelujah. Isn't our God incredible how wonderful that Jesus accepted to be a sin offering for each of us which covers all of our sin. And now God has paved the way for us to enjoy a wonderful relationship with him through the Holy Spirit. And God, therefore, is always available to us at any time, in any circumstances. The Holy Spirit leads us on a journey of discovery so that we can know God intimately, day by day, because we have been accepted through the blood of Christ. So let's just remember, it is absolutely futile trying to live the Christian life without the Spirit of God. Futile. And it's no less futile trying to earn righteousness without faith. We cannot overcome the deadly disease of sin without god's undeserved unmerited favor and the spirit of god the holy spirit give those who believe and receive him the freedom to think and choose against the flesh so even as the spirit lives within us we have an obligation in our walk with god and our obligation is this to allow the holy spirit to continue work on our behalf so that we can become more like Christ day by day but not trying harder to impress God with our own deeds. Pointless. So when we live in the Spirit, let's just think about what this really means for us. And we're going to focus here on verses 14 to 17 out of chapter 8. So verse 14 says, For all who are led led by the spirit of god are sons of god so this is the first thing we really need to understand and really need to consider god shows us in his word that we can depend on the holy spirit to lead us in all circumstances and all situations wherever we are whatever we're doing however bad things might seem to be however difficult God says we can depend on the Holy Spirit to lead us in every situation. Not just sometimes, but always, every day, every hour, every moment, the Spirit is always ready to lead believers. Yes, we can easily become distracted and maybe we're not ready then to listen or to sense the Spirit's prompting. We may sometimes, unfortunately, be too stubborn to follow Him and we may end up not going the way that the spirit is directing us and sometimes not listening to his instruction but if we are actively following the spirit he will demonstrate evidence of his leading and i'm sure we can all cite examples of when we knew the holy spirit guided us to a particular place or in certain circumstances When my father passed away in 2019, I think some of you might have heard this this story before, but I will repeat it because I think it's important. Clem and I felt God saying that we should leave our jobs. We were at the point where we could just about retire and leave the place where we lived and move nearer to where my mother was, near Guildford. And we looked at lots of houses, and in the end we decided we'd have to compromise and put an offering on a house a few miles from London, which wasn't quite really the house that we felt we should have. And we arranged to see it once more, and we planned to pay our deposits in a couple of days' time. And at that point, I was looking on the internet, the houses, and I saw a house which seemed to be what we were looking for. And I didn't know the area where it was very well, but I showed Clem, who immediately said, there's no garage, so that's a deal breaker. I'd already rung the estate agent, and then they ran back. And actually, they spoke to Clem. And encouraged her to come and at least view the property, so we did. We loved the house. There was no garage, but at least it had a car barn. And we discussed an offer, and were told by the estate agent, she probably wasn't supposed to tell us this, that we could put in a very low offer. So we did, and after a slight revision, it was accepted. And it all seemed fine, and we were really thankful to God. And then our buyer pulled out. I rang the developer. And they said, well, we're gonna to have to put the house back on the market, but they would give us just two days to find a new buyer. And I said, well, that really isn't possible, is it? So they agreed to give us three days. We prayed and we felt that we should still persist with this house, so we immediately put our house back on the market and we had three people round to view in just two days. One seemed very, very interested and put in an offer the next day and once we sort of agreed on the, the pricing through the estate agent, I was still worried that it would take too long to sort everything out. So I spoke to our estate agent and said, you know, how, do, how do we move forward this to try and speed it up? I said, well, it's actually not a problem because they're serious cash buyers. So I rang the developers on the Monday and they were shocked. but They accepted that we could go ahead and complete the sale. So once we knew that that was where God was placing us, we then started looking at churches seriously in a wider area, and we visited one that seemed to be the church that I felt we would be happy in. And when we went there, it was so unfriendly. Not one person spoke to us at the end of the service, and they knew we'd never been there before. And I was confused. So I looked again on the Internet looking at churches near to where we were buying, and I saw Harvest Church on the internet and felt God was prompting us, directing us. So the first Sunday that we had, I came over, and Clem was working that day, so I just came by myself and felt that God was showing us where we should be. But I said to Clem, I'm not going to tell you anything about the service or meeting, anything about the church. We'll go again next week together then you can tell me how you feel about it. And the next week, we both felt, we both felt very clearly that this was a place where God was bringing us. So we look back, and you see then how the Holy Spirit is in control. And we just had to pray and watch as he led us to where he wanted us to be. Verse 15 in Romans chapter 8 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Abba is a really intimate word that the Jews used for their relationship with God. Abba, Father. So the second point is this, through the Holy Spirit... God brings us into beautiful, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. God chooses to adopt us. You have been chosen to be adopted into God's family. Paul reveals that we are now his sons, God's sons, and so we can enter into a unique relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. We are not slaves, we are not living in fear of consequences if we sin because we have been set free and therefore we are absolutely free. God has purchased us. The payment was his own son's death. But we can come to the Father now through the Spirit and receive absolute forgiveness, absolute forgiveness for any sin. We can come to him and we cry out to him, Abba, Father. Take a moment just to consider what this means. We have that unique, intimate relationship with the creator of the universe, with the almighty God, who is eternal, full of love and acceptance. The creator who does not turn us away. He's not going to refuse us. He's accepting us as we approach him through the cross and through the Holy Spirit. Yes, we don't deserve it. But this incredible relationship is freely given to us through his son and through life in the Spirit. And this means that through the Holy Spirit, we can have a profound impact on those around us. About two weeks ago, uh, our son Nathaniel was going for an interview down in Torbay. And this interview was for a consultant's position, but instead of being the temporary sort of two year contract that was often given out, it was a permanent substantive contract and they had been for a few interviews over the last several years and always come close but never actually been offered the post as a, as a substantive consultant and at this time we'd prayed, Clem and I were praying about the situation and on the actual day of the interview I was in the kitchen sending some emails doing some stuff and it was about half past four, 25 to five. And I just felt overwhelmed that God was saying, I want you to pray now. So I started listening to what God was saying. And God seemed to be speaking to me and saying, you need to pray because the panel who are deciding on this job They need to see all the good things about Nathaniel. They need to see that and understand that. And then you need to pray that they will say yes. So I prayed, and then I went and found Clem, who was doing the ironing in the living room, and I said to Clem, we need to pray for this. So we prayed. And at 7 o'clock that evening, Nathaniel spoke to us and said, oh, they've offered me the job. So he explained what had happened. We explained about the prayer. And he said, wow. He said, the moment when he got the phone call and they'd just finished sort of deliberating was five o'clock. It's amazing how God leads us, how he involves us in his work how he calls us to be partners with him, specifically. We can trust him, but we need just to be listening to him, don't we, to be aware of his presence with us. Verse 16 in Romans chapter 8 says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We have complete assurance that we belong to Jesus. We can say with confidence, I am a child of God isn't that great? God cares for us so much that he speaks into our inner beings through the Holy Spirit to ensure that we know that we are children of God. And once we've received that assurance and that amazing intimacy with God, we are changed forever. We can become confident of our relationship with God and we have God's power to live differently. We know we've been doing the Alpha course with some people over the last few weeks and last Saturday we had the Holy Spirit Day when we would talk about more about God being intimate with us through the Holy Spirit and encouraging people just to make that commitment to him. And it was wonderful to see that two of the people who were there with us on that day on the course, on that day, made a commitment to the Lord, invited Jesus to stay with them, to be with them, through his Holy Spirit incredible and it was great on Thursday when the Alpha group met again to see those two beaming many of us perhaps can lack assurance we may sometimes feel rejected by friends or family and it can have a really negative impact on our life so how do we tackle our lack of or our, our lack of self-belief and our sense of rejection by others well it's very simple isn't it It was interesting that um, Christine today talked about the Holy Spirit whispering, God whispering, because I've actually written down here, hear what God says about you, the Holy Spirit whispers in our ear, and this is what he whispers. You are a child of God. Your Father in heaven loves you and enjoys being with you and spending time with you. You are so special He will never, ever let you down. You will always be loved and accepted by your Father in heaven. He enjoys being with you through his Holy Spirit. God whispers that to us. God wants us to know that continually. He wants us to know his his love flooding into our lives day by day. So let's just draw things together. Verse 16 flows into verse 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our Spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. Through the Holy Spirit, we have a constant reminder of our true value before our Creator. This is how God sees us. As believers, we have become co heirs with God's one and only Son. You are a co heir. Through our identification with him, we stand to inherit everything, and that is due to him. There is no doubting, no confusion, no rejection. Now, at times, I'm sure like me, you still feel sometimes we have to try and impress God. doesn't work, does it? We think we've got to work harder, pray more, read the Bible more, witness to others who don't know him more. But what does God say to us? God says all of these things are good. But he declares we are fellow heirs with Christ and he just wants us to receive his spirit and live in the power of his spirit. It may well involve some suffering, but we will be glorified with him. And as we live in the spirit, we can allow him to fill us and equip us daily so we can enjoy our unique relationship with him. And then we can enjoy praying, enjoy studying his word, Enjoy telling others about our wonderful God. It's exciting. A.W. Tozer, a very famous Christian writer, said, so many of God's people fail to really enjoy the fullness of their salvation. And many are satisfied with their destination, but they neglect the journey. And we're on that journey. We have received salvation, but now we're on that journey with God to fulfill God's promises. And if we journey day by day with his Holy Spirit, God promises an abundant and fruitful life full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. God is good. So let's take time to enjoy our walk with God, our relationship with God the Father through the Holy Spirit. There's no compulsion, but God the Father desires that we learn to listen to his voice day by day and we learn obedience to him as he always knows what is best for us. And we need to remember he wants the best for us at all times. found these few words from John Piper, which seemed just to sum this up. So let's finish with this, this quote. It starts with just a, a bit of Galatians 3, verse 3. It says, having get begun by the Spirit... Are you now being perfected by the flesh? And John Piper says, And the answer to that is, It can't be done. If you began in the power of the Spirit, the only way to go on living and walking, being perfected, being completed, is in the power of the Spirit, and not the flesh. So let's remember that, and make sure we are looking to God, to lead us through His Holy Spirit and to avoid trying to live our lives in the flesh. Amen. be good just to give a few minutes just for people to think about this, consider what God is saying, and let's just pray together so we can just respond to God and ask God to enable us to live our lives in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's just bow our heads. If you want to just hold your hands out as you bow your heads, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to. But it's just a sign that we want to receive from God. And sometimes those sort of physical signs are actually good for us just to think about what we're doing. So let's just pray. Father God, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that he lives in us and that day by day we can depend upon him. Thank you for the way he guides us. Thank you for the way in which he leads us. Leads us out of difficult situations. Leads us into blessings. We thank you for his guidance and his leading. Father, we seek your forgiveness for those times when we have ignored the Spirit, your spirit or we've turned away from his direction. Forgive us, we pray, and help us just to move with you, to walk with you step by step. Lord, as we reach out to you, we pray you will continue to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, Lord that we would know his power in our lives, Lord, not just at certain times, Lord, but day by day, Lord, moment by moment, we would just know your power and receive your power and know the guidance of the Holy Spirit to, to teach us, to lead us, to show us what we should be doing, to show us what we shouldn't be doing. Lord, help us to respond to your Holy Spirit, not to ignore, Lord, but to, to hear and respond. Yes, Lord Jesus, fill us afresh, make us new, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Uh, well, what can I say? <laughs> so uh, uh, let's take this opportunity really. If uh, the Lord has been speaking to you and uh, would like to receive some prayer on living in the power of life in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, please um, do seize the moment. Come forward, we can pray for you, and in whichever. Uh, Why God is directing you. Um, Yeah. Please don't leave this place without um, uh, receiving or being prayed for and receiving what God um, has for you. Um, Just to finish the meeting, uh, today at uh, 4.30, there will be a welcome tea here at the Maltings. Uh, If you are considering Harvest Church to be your uh, home church or exploring things a little bit further, uh, you're more than welcome to join us at 4.30. Um, you know, you can ask, you'll be free to ask any questions you may have um, about the church or um, and anything you would like to know about us. Uh, and if you, uh, you are new and came in uh, this morning, hopefully you would have received a welcome pack, which looks like this, sorry. I can never get everything in there, but the most important—the um, welcome part—gives a little bit of information about us. But uh, most importantly, there is a connect card. Um, this is a way for us to uh, get to know you. If you would like to um, uh, complete this, and drop it in the offering box on my left, or hand it to our lovely welcome team uh, in wearing a yellow top <laughs> I can't see, can't see. Uh, but they are around so um, um, so that's the connecting card uh, the rest of the news obviously the upcoming details are usually uh, uh, sent to us via email uh, but if you are not part of, if you do not receive those emails, uh, please uh, let us know and um, you will prob- we will. Yeah, I think Karen is not here, but there is uh, w- a way of uh, getting you in the system so you can receive the update um, every week. And Tom is pushing on a little bit, so um, refreshment is served in a cafe area. Uh, parent, please do go and pick your children up at um, 11:45. Uh, so yeah, have a good week. But uh, please come forward to be prideful for, um, if you uh, so wish. Okay.